Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the iBug Buzz Monday night session for Monday, May 10th. I'm Mark Biorgio, one of the co-hosts co tonight. Sandia and Michael are virtually out of town, so you have Stephen <laughs> and I to deal with tonight. Um, so we're going to go through a few guidelines here to let you know uh, this recording is being archived and recorded for ourselves on the website at ibugtoday.org and also for sight and sound radio this is why you're all muted at the moment and we ask you to remain muted unless you've been acknowledged to speak and uh, have asked to to then you can unmute yourself and and Stephen will unmute, uh, well, you can unmute yourself and when Stephen arrives, so you can go ahead and speak, then speak, okay? Once you're done speaking, mute yourself again. We do not use the raise hand feature on any of the iBug calls. Uh, so what that means is you have to, when there's a break in the action, you can ask, unmute yourself and say, this is George and I'd like to be able to speak and just hang on, hold on to your shirt. And when Stephen says, or I say you can speak, then go ahead, ask your question. Uh, we try to leave it at one question at a time uh, to give people more time. And if there's a break later on, then if you have subsequent questions, uh, then go ahead. Uh, on the iPhone, you mute and unmute yourself. With the mute, unmute button on the left-hand down corner of your phone on the I, um, iPad, it's a, a little bit up and from the left and to the center a little bit. On the Mac, it's Command-Shift-A to mute and unmute. And on the PC, it's Alt-A. Uh, what else have I got to do here? Uh, Anything else in terms of guidelines that I missed, Steve? Or yeah, I think uh, you mentioned. Yeah, I think we've covered most of that, so we okay. can uh, do right. the announcements if you like. Okay, so go ahead and do your announcements. Uh, so, Mister Ibug Guy is not here, so it's up to Stephen to keep it in order and go ahead and do the announcements. All right, no pressure. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be, I, I'll try not to do a Michael McCulloch impression because Thank you, know, God. You, you can't copy the original, yeah. right? <laughs> He's an original on, on it to his own. And, Absolutely. But yeah. we do have a, some exciting things coming up in iBug, and he wanted me to make sure that I mentioned these. Uh, the first and foremost, you have only 11 days until May 21st to register to win an Apple Watch Series 6. For a donation of only $10 per ticket, you will be entered into the drawing for the latest Apple Watch Series 6, a $400 value. Now you can increase your chances with a donation of $50 for six tickets. And we'll be holding the drawing at our 10th anniversary iBug Apple Workshop on May 22nd. That's a Saturday from uh, two to four in the afternoon central time. A winner need not be present to win. You can purchase tickets via the Square Cash app, credit card, debit card, or you can use PayPal if you like. You'll find all the details on our website at ibugtoday.org. So 
You only have 11 days. Make sure you register for that. That's going to be a great thing, Apple Watch Series 6. All right, some events coming up this week, and uh, all the times that I'm going to be mentioning will be Central Time. Tomorrow is our iBug Mini Buzz, and that is from 5 to 6 p.m. Central. That is on Clubhouse. It's the, the Mini Buzz, kind of a, like this call is, except it's an hour, and it is on Clubhouse, of course. This Thursday, I'm really looking forward to this. It's our iBug Vila Book Club. It's from 6.30 to 7.30. Join us to discuss and critique this month's featured reading, The Murder House by James Patterson. And the book number is DB82516. That's DB82516. It's a thriller. Let me tell you, it's good. I've been reading it because I definitely want to finish it before we get on the call Thursday. It's about 11 hours and 28 minutes. So you still have time to read it if you haven't started, but you might want to start tonight because <laughs> it's in less than three days. And uh, Michael will be the facilitator this month. So that is coming up this Thursday. This Friday, it's iBug Night at the Virtual Movies. It starts with the pre-movie social at 7.30. The movie starts at 8. And just because Michael is not here tonight doesn't mean that you get out of hearing his amazing easy to guess clues because he sent them to me. So <laughs> I'm going to be giving those during our halftime show tonight. So make sure you stay tuned for that and find out what the movie is. Lastly, don't forget about our iBug 10th anniversary celebration. I mentioned it a little while ago. It's Saturday, May 22nd from two to four. And that is when we normally host our iBug Apple workshop. This month is going to be the 10 year anniversary celebration of iBug today. We're going to have entertainment special guests, games, door prizes, and the long-awaited Apple Watch Series 6 drawing that I mentioned earlier. So that's what's coming up in iBug. Now, here's some ways that you can get in touch with us. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash iBug today. You can follow us on Twitter at iBug today. Now, I, I hate to say this, and I'm ashamed to admit this, actually. I just realized recently, Herbie, that I wasn't following us on Twitter, but I have taken care of that, I promise. So I'm on there now. But uh, Herbie tweets a lot of valuable information, so make sure that you follow us on Twitter. And of course, we have our website, ibugtoday.org. You can find information on all the announcements that I just went over, our Jumpstart Mentoring Program, podcasts of all of our calls, and much, much more. That's ibugtoday.org. Mark, I think I covered everything. So you sure I'm going to turn it back over to you and we can All right. start introductions. Okay. This is the second most favorite. Well, the, it has to be the third most favorite part for me because of knowing your, what your questions are is number one and knowing what the movie is is number two. But this is, right. definitely comes in as, as number three of knowing who's on the call. So what, how we do this for the newbies is, uh, well... Uh, Stephen and I will introduce ourselves first, and then uh, we'll open up the floor for people to introduce themselves, and you can do that. And then once you've done introducing yourself, um, then mute yourself again, please. Uh, we don't want any extenuous background noise or anything. It messes up our, our podcast, and the sight and sound people wouldn't be too happy with That's right. background noise. So... That being said, I'm Mark Bayard-Jean Malloy, and I'm in Montreal, Quebec, 
which is about eight hours north of New York and mm -hmm. not too far from Boston. So just to, you know, what geographical area I'm in, Eastern time zone. So there you go. Okay. So go ahead there, Steve. I'm Stephen from Austin. And uh, everybody, you should be able to unmute. If not, we can... Uh... All right, let me go ahead and mute everybody again, Mark. And, okay. And then unmute. I think that we'll be able to do it. Here we go. Hello, okay, Chanel. Okay, there we are. Chanel. I'm sorry, Chanel in Houston. This is Shelby in Daytown. Hey, Shelby. This is Herbie in Houston. Stephen, I'm glad you're following the iBug Twitter. I followed you back, and it's so cool. I now know your middle name. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> My name is Michelle Jenkins from Albany, Georgia, 25 years old. Okay, Mark, I think you need to unmute. I, I think you're muted. Currently unmuted. There we go. There you go. Go ahead. And I'm Armando from Northern California. Okay, welcome aboard, Armando. This, this is Isaac in Temple, Texas. Welcome. This is Jim from North Carolina. Welcome, Jim. Go Dana, Carry on. Dana from Cincinnati. Anne from St. Louis, Missouri. It's great to be here tonight. And who was before Anne? Donna has joined uh, Dana. Okay, Mr. Dana. Okay. Mr. Dana, that's right. Yes, sir. <laughs> you want to get it right. This is Nick from Kyle, Texas. Welcome. This is Dan from Southern California. Welcome, Dan. Keith and Austin. Yes, sir. Welcome aboard. <laughs> and I don't know Charles. if she's by her phone. But I want to acknowledge Anna from Southern California. This is Joe from Oklahoma. Welcome, Joe. Roy from Fort Worth. Hi, Roy. Anybody this else? This is Andrew from France. Welcome. And this, is this, is, this is Anna from Southern California. There's Anna from Southern California. Welcome aboard. Thank you. This is Jim from PA. Welcome, Jim. Freddie from Galveston County. Right, welcome, Freddie. Good to see you. This is Carrie from Fort Worth. Hi, Carrie. Go this, ahead. Is this is Gail from Houston. Hi, Gail. Hi. Next. Going once. This is Shree from Virginia. Hey, Shree. This Welcome is Heidi from California. Okay, I didn't. Maybe Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Uh, we had somebody from California. Who was from yeah, California? Yeah, we didn't hear. Heidi? Heidi, okay. okay anybody else? Maybe Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Welcome from Kansas. Anybody else? Going once. Going twice. So, okay, now I was trying to hear the names and didn't keep track of who the newbies were. I know we have a few from California. Um, Stephen, did you keep? Yeah, we, we have uh, Anna from Southern California. Anna, if you could unmute yourself and just tell us uh, how you found out about iBug. I, I think I already know the answer, but what iOS devices do you use? Uh, well, I 
use an iPhone, an iPad, and um, currently I'm going to be using some AirPods Pro. And I found out about the iBug from Armando and Herbie. All right. And also, if I may interject, this Armando, if I may interject, she also has an Apple Watch. So hopefully, you know, you guys can give her some, hopefully some Apple Watch questions may come up and you guys can give us some helpful tips on managing ways to use your Apple Watch more efficiently. Okay. Anyway. Sorman has joined the meeting. Anybody else new, uh, Stephen, that you noticed? Uh, I didn't, let's see, I'm trying to go back through here. I, I, I didn't, can't think of anyone, but is there I guess you could classify me as a returning because well, I've yeah. been with iBug for about, I've, I've actually heard about iBug, but I took a year and a half uh, break up until Anna came. This is Armando, by the way, from California. Uh, so how I found out was back in 2017, I joined iBug with Herbie and of course they invited me. And then in 2018, I actually met our fearless leader, Mike, in person. Mm -hmm. And I also met Gail. Yeah, it was Mike and Gail and several others I met up in uh, Nevada for the Ski for Light event. And I know they had a big deal going on, and they took me under their wing, and I was able to be a part of their celebration, if you must, for their iBug stuff. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, refresh our memory. What iOS devices do you use? Quite a few, actually. I have an Apple Watch SE. Actually, Anna and I both have Apple Watches SE because we order them around the same time. Uh, I have an iPhone 12 regular, and I have an, well, I have an iPad 7. My mom has an iPad mini 4. My stepdad has an iPhone 10R, and my mom has an iPhone 11. So pretty much my whole family here in the house is nothing but iPhones. That's very cool, actually. That is very cool. Okay, anybody else new? Uh... Yes, Heidi from California. Hi, welcome aboard. Call. And Thank what, you. what devices do you have? Um, I just have an iPhone SE 2020. Okay, and how did you hear about this gang? Um, I heard it from an interview that aired on Blind Abilities podcast. Okay, yeah, that was very well done by Jeff and Pete, actually. Uh, okay, anybody else new? Yes, Xavier. Okay, what was the name, sorry? Xavier. Xavier. Okay, welcome aboard, and where are you from, and how did you hear about us? I'm from Atlanta. I heard on one of the support groups in uh, Georgia. Okay. And what devices do you use? I use an uh, iPhone 11. Okay, well, welcome aboard, and hope to see you more times after t yep. tonight. Okay. Anybody else? New. Okay. Well, that being said, everybody mute yourselves and we'll get on with the questions. And hopefully, everybody on stage that's helping out here will. Sorry, I'm thinking Clubhouse. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I've, been, I've been too much on Clubhouse. Oh, my God. And I'll be there yeah, tomorrow. We, we night. know what you do most of the time now, Mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, the truth has been revealed. All right, let's get this thing moving. Who wants to be the the 
the uh, first question. I will. Armando. Armando, go ahead. I will take it. Yes. Um, so listen, I mean, not, not to put her on blast. You know, I like her. She's awesome. But um, I was helping Anna out with pairing her AirPods Pro. And maybe somebody can direct me in this. But um, we were trying for the longest time to pair her AirPods Pro that she received in the mail today. She put them on the charger. She charged them. And I walked her through the steps of pairing them. But when she goes to to basically use them she she hears nothing she doesn't hear any voiceover all she hears is the little chime sound or the little bong bong sound type thing to connect and then it disconnects and we've impaired them repaired them what am i missing or what is the culprit of such plague because she's so excited she wants to enjoy her airpods pro but it's given her that issue to where she cannot connect Who's got the answer to the question? This is Keith. Go ahead, Keith. I have a question. Are you, have you gone into Bluetooth settings and see that they are not connected? Uh, yes, she has. I was actually on the phone when we did this. So they're not connected at all? Or they no. have never been connected? Okay. No, and I've I've had I've had her went as far as to remove the device, uh, hit the little button that's behind the case. We've held it down for about ten seconds or until the phone said or recognized it, and then repaired them again and to no avail. And mind you, she's got her phone updated to the latest because we both update our phones religiously. So she's got her phones updated to the uh, iOS twelve point or fourteen point five, whatever it is, point one. This is Alisa. Go ahead. Is her Bluetooth turned on? Because I think yes. the Bluetooth has to be turned on in order for you to pair them. Yes. Well, that's strange because it should automatically pair. This is Herbie. Go ahead, yes, Herbie. Herbie. Um, two things. One has uh, had tried resetting. You know, have her tried resetting the Bluetooth? Maybe that might like turning it off and turning it back on. That might which help. we did. Uh huh. Um, also, when you say there's not connected, like if you double tap on them where they say not connected, does that have you tried like, you know, where they show up in the Bluetooth thing and it'll say like AirPods Pro not connected? Have you tried just double tapping that button to see what it does? It does not connect. Hmm. And so. You've tried things like I'm assuming, like uh, putting them back in the case, closing it, opening it, closing back up. it, and then unpairing, repairing, holding I'm the button, pairing. opening the case. Yes. And all she said she hears is a little like the hissing, which is from the nose transparency. Right. Chanel. Go ahead, Chanel. Have you tried um, pressing the button on the back of the case to kind yeah. of reset them? Yes. Okay. Shoot. Um, this is Shri. Go ahead, yes. Shri. All right. No, uh, you're not supposed to give him permission. I am. So don't don't go ahead. Like I'll acknowledge Shree or Stephen will acknowledge uh, uh, Chanel. Okay. So first question: Has she ever paired anything Bluetooth on that phone? Quite a few devices. And it, is she currently connected to a Bluetooth device while she was trying to connect to the? Um, the only the only thing I'm I know she's connected to at the moment was her Apple Watch. 
Okay, but no other, um, no other keyboard. This or... is Herbie. Hey, None. Herbie. It just occurred to me when she, Anna, when you wore the headphones, did you try doing anything with your Apple Watch? Because it occurred to me that it could, they could be pairing, but not to the phone, but to the watch. Um, no, I didn't mess with anything that. I'd be to curious to see if the Apple Watch comes through the headphones instead of the, um, the phone, because it all connects through the cloud, and it just occurred to me that the watch can also pair with the AirPods, and I wonder if it's trying to pair with the watch, not the phone. Hmm. Anybody got any suggestion? Because we've been along this question for a bit, and we have to move on. So well, the only thing I can suggest is that you give Apple Accessibility a call, and and they might this be able Keith. to suggest something. Go ahead, Keith. One last question I was trying to get in. So you said you are unpairing uh, the AirPods. So are they actually pairing at one point or do they ever pair up? They pair up and, but then when she tries to put them in her ear, she hears a little, uh, how do I explain it? Like the bong sound type thing, the bong bong sound connecting. And then, and then it just disconnects type of bong. And like Herbie was asking in the list under Bluetooth settings, do, do they list as connected or? They show up as connected and not connected. Um, one thing I would try, and when when they are connected, if it is paired and they're connected, just um, put your finger on the screen and volume up at the same time, and maybe, um, is, or, or I guess, is anything coming through the AirPods, or they're just nothing at all, no voiceover, no. Music, no, just no a hissing sound. Just a hissing sound. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is Chanel with another Okay, go ahead, thought. Chanel. Um, sometimes, like, whenever you connect or disconnect Bluetooth, you have to change the audio destination and the voiceover rotor. Um, so I was just curious, and that's kind of hard to do, I know, when you can't hear voiceover. So if you do the rotor gesture, you know, like to the left or, you know, and then swipe a finger down or up that would, should toggle it. Another thing I was thinking of though, is you could try like get a song queued up somewhere before you try to reconnect the AirPods and then reconnect and then like do a two finger double tap to start the music to see if you hear the music at all. Cause it, you know, it's, important to determine if you can can't hear voiceover or if you just can't hear anything from the it sounds like you can't hear anything from them but it'd be an interesting test to do maybe um i don't know okay thanks chanel okay. Uh, sorry we couldn't help you further but uh we really do have to move along with uh, other people's questions thanks, shelby so. with a new topic sorry you're way off mic so it's hard for me Hi, to hear. this is shelby with a new topic okay Okay, go ahead, Shelby. Okay, so last week, can y'all hear me okay or no? Yeah, you're good. You're, you're pretty good. Maybe a little closer, but we can hear you okay. Yeah, because I'm second. I'm hard of hearing, Shelby, and all like the echo is hang on really a bad. Hang on, hang on. I'll be right back. Yeah, while, while we're waiting, why don't we go ahead and take another question, and we'll come back to Shelby. Okay, all right. Who's who uh, wants to be? Okay, I'm right here. Can y'all oh, hear yeah. me now? Okay, okay. that's much okay. better, Shelby. Okay. 
Um, so last week it showed oh, me again. Sorry. Last week there was a question that I had brought up a question about podcasts and whether or not if you delete them from your library on your computer, they would actually unsubscribe. And it actually will unsubscribe if you, let's say you want to delete a podcast from one device, it'll delete it from all your devices and it will, it will uh, unsubscribe from your podcasts. Anybody have a suggestion or answer to that? I know I use Downcast myself, so and I only have the one device, so I don't have to worry. This about is this is Stephen, just with a clarification. So Shelby, you're you're talking about the actual iPod, the native iPod app, right? I think you're. Yeah, it's Shelby. Yeah, yeah. because last week I, I brought up a question if I could you know, to to leave a, uh, to. Uh, you know, to, for space, it's in storage, um, saving storage. If I could just delete the podcast from the library and just new episodes would come up on my library. So I did an experiment because no one last week had a quick answer for me. So I decided to go on experimenting. And the conclusion of the experiment was, yes, it actually does unsubscribe the podcast if you if you delete them okay. from your library. Perfect. Okay. Um, anybody have comments or anything about that? Okay. Yeah, Let's move. Let's move then. Okay. Who's next with a question? Alisa. Alisa, uh, hi. Go ahead. Hi. So, um, you can hear me, okay? Because really, I know you can't hardly hear sometimes. Can you hear me, okay? Yeah, you're fine. You're coming okay. through loud and clear. So. Did John notice that the Facebook app says more options or more whenever you do a friends or a post? Like it'll it'll do it more. It'll say more option with new update. Okay. Anybody have a comment? Steven, I think have you noticed that one, Steven? This is Steven. Go yes. ahead, Steven. Yes, I have noticed that. Um I know well, now most of the time before that, it, it usually says more when you're in a friend's post. So I think it's the same thing, but it's just saying more options now. It's, it's The wording is different on the update. But yes, I have noticed that. I have noticed it as well. When I see more, I only notice it, well, uh, when it says uh, more and sometimes I have it, there's a reminder there about something I posted three years ago. Do I want to repost it or whatever? And that's where I've noticed the more. Uh, I haven't noticed it much on uh, on other people's posts, but maybe it's there, but I haven't really paid attention to it. Anybody else have any comments about that? Okay. Go ahead, Boo. Sorry? This is Shree. Shree, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to, it's not directly about this particular comment with Facebook, but uh, I mean, with this question regarding Facebook, but one other thing that I wanted to mention that I saw on Facebook is they send us a splash screen stating that they would recommend that we turn off the tracking. Otherwise, they would have to start charging people for Facebook. Um, I think personally, I think it's a scare tactic. I think uh, so too. Yeah. But I want to know that, you know, don't let, because they said to turn it, turn the tracker it's Shelby. It's off. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Hang on, Shelby. 
It's a scam. When when Facebook does, when they send you stuff like that, when people, random people from, they say they're from Facebook and they send you stuff like that, 99, 98% of, 99% of the time, it's a scam. Just this ignore Pete. it. Okay, Keith, go ahead. Yeah, it's Pete, actually. It's oh, Pete. Sorry. Hey, Mark. Hey, hey Pete. Sorry. Uh, it's actually not a scam, but it's like Sri said, it is Facebook, but they're pissed off. They're, they're angry, sorry for the language, <laughs> at Apple because Apple has uh, required that they uh, get the permission of users to uh, continue with their tracking, uh, location tracking and ad tracking and all of that. So Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg are very angry with Apple. So this is their attempt, as I think Sri was implying, to um, to get us to kind of shiver in our boots and say, oh, OK, I'm going to turn off tracking, you know, because Facebook wants to track our, our ad. You know, when we see an ad and we tap on it and we do all of that, that's how they get their uh, their directed advertisements and things like that. So like three says, I wouldn't fall for it. Uh, and I saw an article that uh, 90%, I think, or 80 or 85% of users have not agreed to continue with the Facebook being allowed to track our uh, usage. So it's a big deal. It's a fight between Apple and Facebook. I know for me, I don't have a problem with Apple tracking, but I just, have a sort of there's a reasonable doubt in my mind about Facebook doing it. Uh, that's just my feeling. So yeah, I have I don't allow Facebook to do it. This is I, Armando. Go ahead, Armando. Since, since we're talking about Facebook and tracking and everything, or an Apple, would you guys, or is it fair to say, are, is Apple doing it because, or are these people tracking because they think they can do it, or is it because of the money? Or I mean, what's your guys' perception? In this regards is, to all this. This is true. Go ahead, Shree. I mean, if you look at Facebook's revenue, it's based on these ads. And for them, this is a big showstopper for them from people that are using iOS device. Like, uh, uh, like, uh, like Pete said, I, I think it was around 85% or 90%. It was very, very high percentage of people who have iPhone who do not want these things to be tracked. And so for Facebook, this is a, you know, it's a revenue crunch for them. Uh, I think it's, you're going to see it both on Facebook. You're probably going to see it on Instagram, but they're going to try and push you to turn this thing, uh, to turn it on. Uh, and I'm just suggesting keep it off. If you don't like to be tracked, keep it off. This Roy. Hey, Roy. I just wanted to make sure, Sri, if, you want to make sure that they're not tracking you. That's done settings to privacy. It, it, this is Shree. Um, Go ahead, Shree. I, I do want to let you guys know, apparently there is a, a bug, and it's not reported to all devices that are running 14.5.1. Uh, some devices, that particular feature where you turn it on and off, it's being grayed out. It was supposed to be fixed with 14.5.1, but I'm reading articles that... Uh, there's some devices that are still being grayed out. And I think 14.6, uh, for those people that are using beta, they're reporting that that issue has been fixed. But, but basically, it's an on-off switch. It's under where you just said, Roy, it's there. Uh, there is a privacy tracking section that you just double tap, and you can turn it on or off. 
you can do it globally or you can go individually to particular apps. I just personally, I just turn it completely off. I don't want people to see what I'm doing with my phone. It's, 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 it's my personal activity, but, um, it, you know, to everyone, it's, it's, it's your choice, but I'm just letting you know, don't be, uh, don't be pressured in by Facebook, um, or Instagram or Instagram to tell you, you need to leave it on. Hey, anybody else have a comment before we move along? This is Herbie. Hey, Herbie, go ahead. So I have actually left mine on. I gave Facebook permission to track two, one, two reasons. One, it could be, I, I mean, there, it could be a legitimate pressure. And at the end of the day, I, as much as I love Facebook, I would not want to, I don't think I'd ever want to pay for it. But to be perfectly honest, you know, I don't have a problem with ad tracking myself. Okay, so you have, you want to give me targeted ads. Well, that could actually be useful to me. I'd rather see advertising over things I'm potentially interested in. And half the time I skip over the ads anyway or whatever. And But, you know, Facebook has done a lot of targeted pages that I've ended up liking over different restaurants and stuff that maybe it's figured out either I'd be interested in or it sees common friends. I, I don't know how it does its algorithms, but it's like, okay, unless you prove to me that you're actually truly using the data against me, you know, I, it, it is how you guys make your money, whether we like it or not. So, and it's what you've been doing for years and it hasn't affected me. So, you know, I, it, it, it really doesn't bother me personally. So I've actually left it on. If it proves that, doesn't, that, it doesn't you know, bother me either. You if know, if like it proves really, that they are actually using it against us in any way, then I would have a change of heart. But yeah. they have to make money somehow, and I don't personally don't feel like paying them. So, you know, I feel it's a fair trade off. Herbie, I think there's a. Okay, hold hold on, just on, one Pete. second, Pete. Hang yeah. on, oh, you I, have I to wait to be acknowledged, myself. Pete. I'm sorry. Okay, um, go ahead then, Pete. Are you done, Herbie? I just want yeah, to I'm respond done. to Herbie. Okay. I think. I think the assumption is, Herbie, that you're going to get inundated with ads more and more and more than you have in the past. Uh, but I may be wrong. I thought that was one of the assumptions in the in the yes or no. Uh, you know, the tab key works really well or whatever. The way I look at it or, you know, in other cases, the delete key where you're somewhere else. So I don't let it bother me, you know. Um, OK. OK, Shri, one more comment and then yeah, we're going to move on. I'm just saying, you know, the benefit now that Apple's giving you a choice, you know, that, that's whether you want to do it or not, you have a choice now. Before it was, you didn't have the choice. It was there. They were taking the information without you having any, any say. Now you have a say. So some people like Herbie, that's perfectly fine. But I'm just saying, because they say you have to turn it on, otherwise we're going to charge you. I think that's a scare tactic. No, you don't have to turn it on. If you're uncomfortable with it, don't turn it on. And if it doesn't make a difference to you like me, turn it on. That's yeah. the way I look at it. Um, okay, let, let's move along because there's other people with other questions who may have to be doing uh, things in other places. We want to get into as many as we can before the, the halfway point. So who's next? This is Freddie. Freddie, go ahead. Okay, I had a comment about my phone. I have a iPhone SE, and um, lately I have noticed when I'm in messages and I uh, get ask Siri to send a message to someone, I can go I can go ahead and and give the message, and but it 
it doesn't read, it, it kind of cuts off right there. It doesn't read the message back to me and it doesn't uh, give me a chance to say, send the message. It just cuts off right there before, you know, before that. This Anybody have a comment? Okay, Jim, go ahead. Uh, I had the same thing that happened to me uh, that he's talking about. And I did a hard boot and it went back to working. Mm. Not just an off, but a hard boot. Interesting. Okay. But I mean, I, I can swipe, you know, to swipe to the left and, you know, and send it, you know, and go yeah. ahead and send it. No, but that's uh, what you were saying. It, it wouldn't read it back to you. It, right. Right. It wouldn't read it back to me. Yeah. What, what that's, I, what I, yeah. That's exactly. Excuse me. That's exactly what I said. That was what my phone was doing. It had never done it before. And I, it, uh, Apple Accessibility told me to do a hard boot. I, I did a system shutdown, and that didn't fix it. But when I did the hard boot, uh, it fixed it. Mm. Okay. So this there is, is, go ahead, who wanted to speak? This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. I was just going to say, I was just going to explain what the hard reboot is. It's a volume up, volume down, and then holding the power button. Okay. And I took, this is Jim. Oh, hey, I Jim. tried that about eight times before I got it to work, but it worked. <laughs> That's not an easy thing to do, actually. This is Stephen. Stephen, go ahead. Yeah, it, you're right. What you have to do is do the volume up, volume down rapidly, and then yes. hold the power, the side button down, and then you right. have to Keep it down, I'd say, well, at least I do it for about seconds. 10. Yeah, I do it yeah. for about 12, and it yeah. generally works. So you have to do it rapidly, both kind yes. of, not quite together, but it's just very quickly, one and then the other. And right. the reason you'll know when you do it rapidly, volume up, volume down, and hold down the, the side button, is it'll say power off, but keep holding down the button. Correct. And then after about 12 seconds, it'll reset and... Uh, if you've got headphones on, sometimes you'll hear the little click when it goes to reboot, uh, if you're paying attention. And if not, give it about 12 to 15 seconds, no more than that, and and then it'll reboot and uh, your phone will start up again. I do that generally once a week anyway as a matter of routine. And next, who wants to ask a question? Dana. Dana. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I uh, have a problem with my phone. And, um, uh, well, uh, with the uh, volume settings, I go into settings and I set it to, say, 100%. And then um, maybe, I'll say, a few days later, it'll be down to, like, 7%. And if I get a text or email or something, I won't hear the notification. And I'll have no idea how that happens. Who's got an answer for Mr. Dana? I suspect I have a solution, but I will let other Pete. people deal with it. Okay, Keith, go ahead. Pete. Okay, Pete. Thank you, Mark. Uh, you're, you're talking about your ringers and your ringtones and things like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, you go into settings, go down to sounds and haptics. There's a button in there that says control um, ringer volume with volume buttons or something to that effect. 
right. and that you can turn on or off. It's a toggle on or off. So what you're probably doing is you have that on. So whenever you hit a side volume down, 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 then that ringer volume goes down with it and it'll stay there uh, until you turn it back up. So that might be it. Um, yeah, I would turn that off. And that way, if you set it at 100%, which is really loud. <laughs> uh, right, right, yeah. I have yeah. mine at like 70, yeah. But 75, 80, somewhere in there might work. And then look, flick around in there and you'll see the one that says adjust with volume with uh, side buttons and turn that one to the off position. That might do it for you. Oh, okay, thanks. That's what I've done, Pete, and it works for me. I've got to the button so the button doesn't control those volumes and and that really clears up the problem. And then you can do what you want with them after that and set them. You can also set up your sounds like for voiceover and stuff in the rotor if you want to do it that way. And, and that works really well, too. So uh, thanks, Pete, for that. And let's go to somebody else for another question. Anybody got a question? This is Carrie in Fort Worth. Hi there. Carrie, Hi. go ahead. Yes, I've noticed since I've updated my phone that when I ask Siri to call people, it's actually pulling two numbers. It's pulling their current number and it's actually pulling their old number, which I thought was deleted from my contact list. And I had a sighted person verify that that information is not listed in the contacts. And I was wondering if anybody else was having an issue with Siri pulling old information. This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, what I suspect is you have somewhere in your phone, whether in your email or iMessage or somewhere there, there is this particular number there. So when you actually search for it, it's going to pull up from your contacts as well as probably from your mail that had the person's number. It's probably searching for that. And that's why you, that's why it's telling you those two numbers. This is Keith. Go ahead, Keith. Oh, I would say that is probably correct. You'll notice if you uh, start typing in a, a two in the email or even uh, starting a new message, when you swipe right, it will go through your contacts. But then under that, it'll say something to the effect of found such and such in the email. So it's, <laughs> it's probably pulling numbers from anywhere and everywhere where you've had that old phone number. Before. Is there, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, is there, any way to, is there any way to delete that then? This is Shree. Go ahead, okay. Shree. Go ahead, Shree. Okay. Thank you. you cut out there. I was just going to say, I, I have a feeling right now, no, because I think it's, it's trying to populate these lists with anything and everything it can, and I, I do not know of a of a toggle off i will i will definitely look for one now thank you this tree go ahead tree i was gonna say if you can try and i have i i highly suspect it's probably in one of your emails uh, you might want to search and you might be able to if you can delete the email then it may not find it because it's that's probably what it's doing is it's serious finding it somewhere and telling you hey this person's number is also here somewhere. This is Brad. Yeah, like if you have an old email address for somebody with an old phone number associated to it and haven't deleted that email, even if it's, you know, if, even if it, uh, it doesn't come up as the first one 
in your email for that person, I believe you have to find that one and slide up on it and delete that actual uh, email address and any irrelevant, if, if it's associated to an old email, if it's not, then there's got to be another way to find it. Okay. Well, thank you all for the suggestions. This is okay. Pete. Go ahead, actually, Pete. Uh, Brad actually was, uh, had chimed yeah, in I'm sorry. beforehand. Go ahead, Brad. Hey, um, just to follow up on what Keith said, when you type, start to type in like a text message or an email and a list of uh, different things from your contacts or further on down the list, you'll see found an email or just, just lists of all kinds of stuff. I have found that sometimes, not always, you can navigate through that list and you can flick up like, you know, actions and it may say delete from whatever it wants to call it, delete from list, delete from previous, whatever. And then, of course, you get a dialogue. Do you want to delete this from your previous recipients or something to that nature? And you can sometimes clear out some of that old stuff. Not all of them, because if it's like in an email, Siri may be pulling it from there. But if it's an old phone number or email address that you've used once before and it's in the history, you may be able to clear it that way. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Brad. Okay, anybody have a new question? Yes, hi, this I is do. Hal. Good evening. Okay, Hal, go ahead. Yes, okay. Uh, several weeks ago, I got a new iPhone uh, 12 mini. How do, I, uh, how do I shut down apart from going to shut down the long way? Because like, is, is there a button you hold down for several seconds and then it goes power off? Pete. Go ahead, Keith. Pete. Uh, it's actually oh. Pete. Okay, Pete. Okay, I'm gonna start calling you. Um, yeah, I know. Name. Oh, yeah, <laughs> been wanting to call me something else for years. So go uh, ahead anytime you I'm want. I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to dominate the answers here, but I I heard iPhone 12 Mini, which I just got too, and I didn't know this either. You hit the side button, the power button, which is on the top right side, and the down volume button simultaneously. Just press those together. And then you'll hear an alert that makes you think they're going to call 911. <laughs> but if you flick around, you'll you have plenty of time. You just find a slide to power off and you do a single finger double tap. And that'll shut it off. Oh, okay. So they've gone back to the old way, Pete. On I don't know. Way. I came up from an iPhone 8, which was yeah, yeah. the old, old way. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I so had you, to actually Google it. You this. hold down the button on the side. Okay, there's two buttons on the side. There's two buttons you hold down. Yeah, there's two buttons on your on the upper left hand edge. There's two buttons, which are the volume up and the volume down arrow. Okay. You hold the volume down arrow along with the one on the opposite side, which is your power button. Okay. Put those okay. in together. Yeah, okay. it's just like squeezing them together, and it'll. And then you'll hear some prompts, and then flick around, and you'll find slide the power off. Just do a single finger double tap. This is this okay. Terry. Okay, cool. Okay, I'll give that a shot then. Thanks. Okay. Anybody else have a comment? This is Terry. Okay, I'm not hearing. The yeah, name. Terry. Uh, Terry was first. Okay, Terry, go ahead. Um, if you, because that same uh, set of keystrokes can also, if you're not careful, um, call nine one one you can turn off that ability to, to, for it to dial one if you, 
if you don't want that emergency, or I'm saying 911 or whatever your emergency code is, um, you can turn that off too if you don't want to accidentally um, uh, make activate that. Okay, thanks, Terry. Uh, this is Shree. Shree, go Actually, ahead. Actually, I I want to. I think Isaac was had okay. chimed in earlier. Isaac, go ahead, and then Shree. Thought it was Isaac. Isaac, Maybe you're I up. was mistaken. It was Jose. Oh, it was Jose. I'm sorry, Jose. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, I have a question. Um, Hang on, we're not done with this one, Jose. Okay, Hold I'll on. wait. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, Shree wanted to say something, and then yeah. if there's nothing else, we'll move on to Jose's new question. I just want clarification, is it volume up or is it volume down? Because usually it's, I thought it was side button and volume up, but at the same time you hold it. Pete? Pete. No, Go it's ahead. volume down, for sure. So then it's different on the SC versus... This is Brad. I think you can do either one. I haven't tried the up, but it works with the down, so... And I don't know the SV. <laughs> okay, did Shree, did you want to say something? And then somebody else no. went to their, uh, Jose no, no, after I was, that. I was just trying to make sure that, uh, I, you know, I've never done it with volume down. That's why I was just checking. Okay, Jose, go That's ahead. interesting. <laughs> um, I was wondering, has this ever happened to you guys whenever you're checking email and you're flicking left to right with your finger, uh, you're reading your emails, and then for some reason, when you're going down the list of your emails, you open up the email and then you go back. No, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me start over with the question. I'm not making any sense to myself. Okay. I don't know <laughs> if it's happened to you guys where you're reading your email and you're deleting your emails as if you're saying, okay, I don't want this email. You delete them. After you delete them, it's like my voiceover gets off focus and it stops talking and I have to put my finger back on an email for it to start reading them again because if not it's just quiet like it's a no man's land and I have to put my finger back on the uh, you know next email uh, that, that was you know the next one so I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys and, and if you did anything to fix that issue have you got the latest iOS there Jose Yes, sir, I did. Okay. Anybody have a question or comment or suggestion? This is Brad. Okay, go ahead, Freddie. We've all heard this or Brad, before. Brad, sorry. That's okay. We've always heard this before, but sometimes cycling voiceover off and then back on again will clear um, some quirky behavior. And it could be it. It's also just mm -hmm. sometimes when you, you know, an item that voiceover is focused on when you delete it and that item suddenly isn't there anymore. Voiceover doesn't always automatically pick up focus on something else too. I can't say that I've experienced this exact behavior myself, but I have experienced a number of quirky behaviors. And like I said, toggling voiceover on and off seems to clear some of this stuff. This is okay. Karen. Okay. Go ahead, Karen. Oh, yeah, that has happened to me. Karen, yes, that has happened oh, to me, ahead. not necessarily in email, but just anywhere. I could be anywhere on the phone and the voiceover will just literally just go out. And it's just, I um, maybe just press the uh, the lock button a couple of times. I don't have the password on it, so I could, I could do that. Or I'll just press the up and down arrow a few times or I still have the home button. 
Oh, I'll just press that. I'll just do something quickly because it's usually like right when I'm in the middle of doing something, it, it can just go out. And I do have the latest update and it happens maybe at least twice a week. And I thought after the last update, it would stop, but it hasn't stopped. So I guess they're not, they haven't addressed yeah. that yet. It's annoying because I'll be going down yeah. my emails, cleaning out my emails, deleting, and then after I delete an email, it's just quiet. And yeah. then I, I'll put my finger back on the email list and I'll be on another email, which I didn't want to be on, but okay. Yeah, mine happens Shelby. anywhere, not just in emails. It happens in anywhere on the phone. It happens. And it's like real frustrating because sometimes it happens when I'm trying to like put in a password or something, you know, like you get on the Zoom meeting or something. And, you know, like you're doing like when you call into Zoom, when you're calling in and you have to put in like the password or something. So it's frustrating. This Thanks, is Shri. Karen. Go ahead. I uh -huh. think Shelby wanted to say something and then Shri. Yeah, um, this is Shelby. So um, I've noticed similar with voiceover when I'm dictating, it'll it'll stop, stop and start and stop and start and stop and start. So it's like it'll it'll kind of cut off every other word and start talking in the middle of a word when I'm typing, you know, because I dictate, I do my writing via dictation. So it it yeah I don't know if you can just turn it off turn it off or turn it back on it is annoying and it's and I have the latest update it still does it. Okay, thanks, Shelby. Any other comments before we move along? We probably have time for two more questions, probably maybe three. And this is Shree. Okay, go ahead, Shree. Yeah, I was gonna say if um, and I've done this a few times. If you have a voiceover issue and it doesn't go away with some of the suggestions that we presented. Uh, what I've had to do is I've had to do a system reset, and it's it's not, it's 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 a little bit of an intrusive. It's not a complete system uh, phone reset, but it's a system reset, and basically that fixes some of the glitches of Voiceover. And uh, I've had to do that, you know, a couple times. Uh, it's it's basically when you go to Settings General and you flick down to Reset, it's the first option. And if you do do a system reset, you know you are going to have to. Come, uh, go back and reset if you have any custom voiceover or you're going to have to set up your Wi-Fi. You're probably going to have to set up your Apple Pay. But it does oh. fix some of the glitches that voiceover presents occasionally. This is Pete. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, good suggestion, Sri, and I've had to do that on occasion. I would use that as a last or, or second to last resort. What I found, uh, just powering off the phone, uh, which is going back to the other question about however you power off your phone in the 12 series, you do the, the down the volume button plus the power button and then just shut it down and then give it 10, 20 seconds, come on back in. And uh, that seems to cure a lot of the ills. I'm finding a lot of quirks in Facebook. I didn't want to go back to Facebook, but sometimes my text field will not allow me to put the insertion point in there. Sometimes dictation will get funky like you're describing. Uh, it'll just, you'll get the second bell within like three seconds. You know, you do your two finger tap and start your dictation and you're on the third word of your dictation and it'll, you'll hear the bell stop you and then voice over silent. So that tells me it's time to shut down my phone. And more often than not, that seems to resolve it. But if not, then I would go to threes uh, option and go into settings general and go to a uh, uh, system reset. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Pete. Thanks, Pete. Okay. I'll go ahead. Anybody with another question? Yeah, we got about five minutes, Mark. We so do. We may have time for a couple more here. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is Heidi. This is Jim. Okay, Jim. Yeah, a, I guess this. I guess this is an iPhone question. I have a iPhone 11, and and I, I went on a Zoom meeting, and then I went to participants, and found my my name, which was iPhone, and my wife typed in my name out beside the iPhone. Does that change it from here on out when I get on the call? My name is not iPhone. This is Shelby. Yes. Go ahead, Shelby. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So when I would, so uh, you go to your, your Zoom account settings and go to where it says your name and your display name. You can erase the name iPhone, erase that, and then put in your name, your first and last name. So you go to your, your Zoom settings, go to your account where it says your, your email address that you signed up with, tap that and go to where it says display name. And you can just you can change your display name and that's the name that shows up when you join a meeting. Thanks, Shelby. Go ahead, Keith. Uh, answer to your question, Jim. No, that just temporarily uh, changes your name for that call only and you would have to go to your uh, account settings like a... Uh, uh, she was mentioning to actually change it permanently. Well, that's, that's what I thought, but somebody told me to do that, and I did it tonight, but I don't know what it's showing up as. Uh, but anyway, uh, when you say my account, does that mean I've got to go to uh, zoom.com or something and set up an account? This is hey, Shelby. And go ahead, no Shelby. You okay? So, uh, Jim, what you do is you, you can go into the app, you can go through your app, go to um, uh, go just kind of explore your app and, and go to where it says your account, like um, your, your uh, settings and your Zoom app, and it should be your the first one, your account settings, and then go to where it says your display name, and then it'll okay. say, and then go to, to erase what you have, and then put in your. Because right now it shows up as uh, iPhone Jim, all one word. Okay, so so so, so I don't have to. Uh, I just go to the. Uh, I just open the Zoom app. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes, sir. Yes. And uh -huh. go to settings. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank this you, is Brad. Thanks. Okay, go ahead, Brad. Jim, it sounds to me like you have not set up a Zoom account, and therefore, every time you open that Zoom app, if I'm, it's been a long time since I've used it without a Zoom account. It pulls your name from the name in your iPhone. And what Shelby's recommending you do only works if you have a Zoom account. But That's you can set thinking. your name every time, you know, like your wife told you to do. But every time you close that Zoom app and go back, yeah, it's going to go back to its default name, which is pulling your name from the about part in under general of your iPhone. And the name of your iPhone is iPhone. No, I could change it to, to Jim's I, iPhone and then I it'll pull it. Jim's iPhone. I changed it to Jim Turner. I changed that to my name. Uh, Under your, general and about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I changed, and it's still I showing put, his iPhone, huh? Yes. This is true. Well, my ahead, recommendation Shree. would be go to zoom.us and create a free account. Okay. And then when you sign in, the name you set up on that account will be the name it shows up on any iPhone that you, any device, iPhone, desktop, anything you sign in on, that'll be your name. 
Okay, Shri, one last comment, and then we're at halftime. So go ahead, Shri. Just a basic question. Do you have or do you know if there's the Zoom app on your iOS device? Yes, it is. I've been in. I've, I've opened the app. Okay. So if you have the app, then exactly just like they said, just go, you know, flick right till you get the settings. Uh, like she explained, then it's there. Then if you have the app, just that's all I want to know if you have the app. And if you do, just like the direction that was given before is fine. Go to settings and then change the name from iPhone or just yes. add my name or whatever. No, no. When you get to settings, you're going to have to double tap to open uh -huh. settings. Yes. And then you flick right. When you flick right, it's going to probably, uh, you know, probably uh, whatever Zoom account name you created is going to be uh -huh. there. And you're going to flick right. I believe the next one is the name. And okay. you have to go and change that and then save it. And then moving forward, that should be what's displayed. Thank you. Appreciate it. This is Keith. Okay, go ahead, Keith, and then we have to do that. And make stuff. sure, make sure that uh, you open up Zoom without uh, hitting the link into a call. You have to do it uh, before you get on a, a act, an actual call. No, I just so, I just tap on the app, right? Right, right. But uh, just do it prior to. Uh, Tap it on to the iBook link or anything like that. You want to want to go into Zoom without being on the actual call. Yeah, I'm just going to go into the app on my phone. Yes, yes. that's got it. it. All right, thanks. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Keith. We're at the halfway point, a little bit beyond it, so I'm going to turn things back over to Stephen, who is going to review the announcements and get on with the other stuff, and we're going to find out what the movie's all about. Yay! Okay, go All ahead, right. Steve. All right. Thank, thank you, Mark. Great job. You're, you're quite welcome. Great questions. Wow, some great discussion. And uh, yes, we will do some uh, very quick announcements and uh, get to the movie clues because I know everybody is just itching to find out what clues Michael has written. Yeah, a little disclaimer. Uh, I did not write these clues. So any complaints, comments, direct them to Michael McCulloch at... Uh, iBugToday at gmail.com. <laughs> but before we do that, uh, let's give people a chance who didn't get a chance to introduce themselves when we started the call, who came in later. Uh, if you'd like to go ahead and introduce yourself now, go ahead and do so. Anybody? Hey, this is Brad. I'm in Dallas. Hey, Brad. Linda from Mumble. Hi, Linda. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Terry from Arlington Heights, hey. Illinois. Hey, Terry. This is David from Houston. Hi there, David. Pete Jose from Florida. Houston. Jose, and who was from Florida? Pete. Pete. Okay, Pete. This is Dee from Southern Illinois. Hello, Dee. Hello. Hi, guys. It's Judy from Connecticut. Hi, Judy. Welcome. Hello. Anybody else that joined us later want to introduce themselves? All right, well, let's get to some quick announcements before we get to the movie clues. Uh, first and foremost, you only have 11 days to register to win that Apple Watch Series 6. It's only $10 per ticket or $50 for six tickets. And you can go to ibugtoday.org and uh, find out how to uh, do that. And we're gonna hold the drawing on the 22nd on our 10th anniversary celebration, which is normally our Apple workshop, but uh, you have till the 21st 
to uh, get those entries in. So make sure you do that. 11 days for that. Just some events coming up this week. Don't forget tomorrow is our iBug mini buzz. And that is on Clubhouse from uh, 5 to 6 p.m. Central. And this Thursday, the iBug Vila Book Club from 6.30 to 7.30. You can discuss and critique the book, The Murder House by James Patterson. DB82516. It is about 11 hours, 28 minutes. So if you haven't started <laughs> tonight, maybe the night you want to get on that. And uh, let's see. Lastly, don't forget about the 10th anniversary celebration for iBug. As I mentioned, it's May 22nd from 2 to 4. And we uh, normally host our Apple, uh, Apple workshop. But this month, it's going to be a celebration of 10 years of iBug today. Can you imagine that? Some of us have only been there for a couple, and some of you have been there since the beginning, but we're going to have entertainment, special guests, games, door prizes, and that long-awaited Apple Watch Series 6 drawing that I talked about earlier. So, Okay, well, now it is time for the movie clues, and I, you know, I, I realize there is nothing like the original Michael McCulloch, so I will do Keith. my best. Yeah, Keith? I was just wondering, is this going to be Steven's movie, Minutia? Well, I can certainly, you know, I can do the Stevens Mindless Movie Minutia. <laughs> how, how does that sound? <laughs> right on. But as I said, the clues came from Michael. So, uh, you know, silk pajamas. Yeah, the silk pajamas and all that. Uh, he didn't let me borrow them. He, he's stingy about that kind of thing. Would you want to? No, I would not. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> all right so we do have we do have clues yeah i wasn't going to be caught guard off guard on that so here we go without further ado our first clue our first you know really obvious clue that will probably give it away our hero's life is an enigma he's a greedy businessman who is a drinker a gambler and womanizer. No, we're not talking about me. But remember, the same rules apply. Say your name first. Don't just yell it out. Say your name. Wait to be recognized. Who this, would like to take a guess? This is Street. Okay, Sheree, go ahead. Uh, is it Wall Street? It is not Wall Street. A very good guess, though. This Anybody is Gail. Up? Hi, Gail. What's your guess? Casino. Casino. Ooh, that's a good one. Not the right answer, though. Who's next? Any other guesses before we move on to clue number two? All right. Clue number two. He is a tall, strong man with an intimidating physical presence. A tall, strong man with an intimidating physical presence. Any guesses for that one? This is Shree. Okay, Shree. Go ahead. Walking tall. Walking tall. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good guess. You would think, but <clears throat> not the right answer. <laughs> Who else has a guess? Freddie. Hey, Freddie, what's your guess? Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday. No, not quite the right answer. Good guess, though. Who's next? Well, I don't feel bad because, you know, somebody might have guessed it on the first clue and, you know, would have made Michael look really good. <laughs> so... All right, so if there are no more guesses, let's go to clue number three. He buys caviar and champagne for his clients and their girlfriends, and he likes to get his picture taken with the top brass. 
He buys caviar and champagne for his clients and their girlfriends. And he likes to get his picture taken with the top brass. This is Say again? This is Shree. Well, let's see if anybody else has any guesses and then we'll come back to you, Shree. Anybody else have a guess? Okay, Shree, go for it. Dr. No? Dr. No is a good guess. Nope. Dr. No is no answer, not the right answer. Any other guesses? Yeah, we got a hard one. Michael left me with a hard one tonight. I knew he would. All right, we got two more clues. Clue number four. I don't know what Michael's thing is about fedoras, but he wears a fedora as he changes <laughs> from, yeah, as he changes from a victimizer into a humanitarian. He wears a fedora as he changes from a victimizer into a humanitarian. This David. David, what's your guess? Is that, is that Superman? Superman is a good guess, not the right answer. <laughs> Any other guesses? Anybody else? All right, before we move on to the fifth clue, I'll go ahead and give you the first floor, see if it jogs anything. Our hero's life is an enigma. He's a greedy businessman who is a drinker, a gambler, and a womanizer. Clue number two, he is a tall, strong man with an intimidating physical presence. He buys caviar and champagne for his clients and their girlfriends. And he likes to get his picture taken with the top brass. He wears a fedora as he changes from a victimizer into a humanitarian. If there are no other guesses, we will go on to the fifth and final clue, the dead giveaway clue. He risks his life and spends his fortune to save over 1,100 Jews. This is Brad. Brad, what's your guess? How about Schindler's List? How about Schindler's List? That is the right answer. All yes. right. All right. Schindler's list. Yeah. Michael always says dead giveaway. I, I knew this really was the dead giveaway. Yeah, it was a dead he giveaway. He wasn't kidding this time. No. Schindler's list is the right answer. So join us this Friday night, 7:30 for the pre-social, eight o'clock for the movie. Schindler's list. Oh, and you know what else? What a I get great to do? movie, too. Yeah, it is a great movie. You know what else I get to do? I love we, that movie. Yeah. I get to play Johnny too. Man, this is my Yay! night. So, so, Brad, congratulations. You win a violin played by Itzhak Perlman in iBug Colors. Right. Yeah, I can tell your excitement. It's yeah, emanating I like through that. the phone. So, congratulations, Brad. Red and All red. right. Awesome. So, there you have it. Our movie clues for the night. And we got all five clues in, just as Michael would do if he were here. I'm, I'm quite proud of myself. All right, enough of that. Let's move back to the program and get back to your questions. And is, there, is there anybody that has not had a chance to ask a question? And then we'll come back to some of you that may have already asked. But let's see if there's anybody else that hasn't had a chance to ask a question in the first hour. Sure. That's David. Uh, David, go ahead, sir. Uh, I just got an Apple Watch uh, yesterday, and um, I was wondering, 
has anyone ever put a passcode on theirs or they just use it without the passcode? Because I have a feeling it's going to be a pain to have to enter that every time I want to look at the watch. <laughs> this is Jose. Jose, go ahead. I have an Apple iWatch. I don't have a password on it uh, because I have big fingers and it barely fits on the screen. So at least yeah. for me, I didn't think it'd be worth my while. Um, the thing is, the Apple Watch, unless you put a lot of sensitive things on it, like if I know you, I don't know if you have access to your bank account on your Apple Watch and your Apple Wallet and all that stuff. But if you're not having access to all that important data, then I wouldn't worry about putting a password on it. This is Terry. Uh, Terry and then Brad. Terry, go ahead. Um, I do use a four a four digit password. You have if you want to put a passcode in there, you have the option of either a four digit passcode or a six digit passcode. And I do have a four digit passcode in there. And uh, the reason being that I do um, I do use uh, the wallet pay. Uh, and so that does require you to have uh, a, a passcode of some kind in there. So, um, and, and when I take my watch off and then I put it back on, it you know, requires me to put in that passcode, but I, I don't have any problems with it. So you only put it in what, as long as you keep the watch on all day, you only put it in the first time and it, it remembers it? Right. Correct. Okay. Well, that's, I was thinking you have to put it in every time you want to like look at someone, like get a notification or get a, you know. No. Yeah. Because I also want to do that thing where you could unlock your. Uh, hey, David, if I, could, if I could interrupt, it sounds like you're moving your microphone or your oh, earbuds. If you could. Uh, <clears throat> that thing where you, you can unlock your uh, iPhone with the mask on, you know, that's a new feature in the uh, 14.5 but you can't do it on your apple watch unless you have a passcode on the apple watch <clears throat> so. uh, okay brad uh, we'll get to you and then sheree yeah um it's david uh you can when you set up a passcode on your watch you can go into the watch app on your iphone and turn on a switch that says if your watch is on your arm when you unlock your iPhone, it will automatically unlock, unlock your watch. And you never have to type that code into the watch. Uh, and to clarify, I think what Terry was saying, you put that watch on, but every time you take it off, it'll lock itself again. But you put it back on, and as soon as you unlock your iPhone, uh, it, it will unlock your watch. And like I said, I never have to type in the password if, unless I just choose to. Unless my iPhone's oh, okay. not nearby and I choose to do it. <clears throat> You don't yeah. have to worry about it. And I'll, I'll also say like Terry, I've set up my wallet and my uh, Apple pay on my watch. And that's a very, very uh, handy feature. Um, so, the other so thing was, go ahead. Do you have to make the passcode the same as your iPhone passcode, I guess? No, it can be different. different. Mine's the same, but it can yeah. be different, whatever you want it to be. But also that, um, that new feature where it uh, will unlock your face Unlike your, unlike your iPhone with your watch, when you've got a mask on, works very well. And yes, of course, you, you have to have a passcode on your watch. That's how they you know, verify that it's really you. 
you authenticate it's really you and whether or not you unlock your watch with your with your iPhone, I guess that could be turned off and your watch is just on and unlocked, but I mean, I have it on, but it works real well. It's a very handy feature. And that's all I got. All right. Anyone else? This, this is Gail. Wait, this Gail? is Gail. Go ahead, Gail. Yeah, I, I have a question about that. Um, Brad, you're saying for the password um, for the watch, you can, because I thought you had to type it in on the watch. You're saying that you can just... Uh, go to the phone and um, put the password on the yeah. watch for the ever, Apple watch ever, on the phone. Yeah, ever since the done... Apple... Okay, go hold, ahead. hold on, let Gail finish. No, go okay. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you finished. Finished. I thought you were done. Oh, um, go to the Apple watch and where the password is and type the password in on the, on the, on the phone and you don't have to type it in on the watch? No. Um, if you go into the into the Apple Watch app on the iPhone, right, right. under the passcodes uh, section, there is a toggle that you can turn on or off. And the toggle says something to the effect of unlock with iPhone. So you put your watch on. And then when you unlock your iPhone, however, whichever iPhone you've got, however you unlock that iPhone, it will automatically unlock the watch. And so you do not have to type in the passcode on the watch unless you choose to do so. Okay, because I have a watch and I was told that if I do that, I would have to type in the passcode. You don't no. have to do, okay. You have, you have to set up a passcode on your watch. Right. And it, like was already asked, it can be the same passcode you use on your iPhone but it's independent of it. It's just that you may choose to use the same passcode, but you don't have to. This is Herbie. Herbie, go ahead. You know, just real quick, two reasons why I would also use a passcode on the watch is one, you know, I don't want anybody else messing up my workout data in the event that the watch was stolen. And I mean, if you have an LTE watch, if you don't have a password on it, just think about this. If somebody were to steal it, well, they could actually make phone calls and stuff, you know, away from your phone until you suspend the watch in your account. So having that little bit of extra security could definitely be a good thing. But I also recommend um, having a different security code for the watch other than the phone. Just, you know, again, in the event that both devices get stolen, you have something to potentially throw off, you know, any hackers or anything like that. So maybe it's insignificant you never know but you know you know just a tiny little thing to do to put, throw off any potential hackers or anything like that is have them separate and uh, six digit of course is way more secure than four digit but um you know if, if you i do use the phone feature a lot and uh speaking of the watch my timer is going off but um <laughs> all right but this right, is thanks, know, my thought on that all right, uh, Sri, I'll get to you, and I'll get to you in just a second. Is, is there anybody else that had a chance to answer a question that would like to answer this one before we move on? Okay, Sri, what? Go ahead and have an answer, and then we'll move on to the next question. Yeah, I was just gonna say the watches also can be used to unlock your computer too. So there are some other benefits too. Oh, now that I didn't know. Okay, very good. Well, David, I hope that helps you out. Thanks for your question. 
All right. Who has a new question? Someone that Pete. hasn't had a chance to answer, uh, ask a question. And Pete I'll, Pete, I'll get to you here in just a minute. I haven't had a chance to ask a question. Oh, I thought you had one earlier. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go All ahead. Right. Let's, any, anybody else? And then I'll get back to you, Pete. I promise. Sure, no problem. This is Terry. Go ahead, Terry. Um, mine isn't so much a question, but a follow-up to something I brought up last week. Um, in the clubhouse uh, mini buzz uh, last Tuesday, I mentioned that when taking my Series 4 watch off the charger the other day, my um, voiceover just refused to work. Um, and I ended up having to indeed um, unpair the watch from the phone and repair it with the phone. Uh, yesterday, I took my Series 6 uh, watch off the charger and the same thing happened with it so I unpaired it and repaired it as well and now it's fine the good news is um, it also showed me uh, more recent um, uh, updates to the watch so that I could put in the most recent one instead of having to put in one from 2019 as I used to have to do. So apparently that problem has indeed been solved. And when you, when you go to set up the watch again, if you don't want to set it up as a new watch, but uh, as a, a watch from a previous update, they now show you which updates you have, which that was not happening before. Awesome. Okay. That's one of the things I like about it is we're, we're not only have questions, but we get answers. Even a week later, we'll, we'll come up with a solution. We'll, we'll dig until we figure it out. So thanks, Terry. We appreciate that. All right, Pete, go ahead with your question, sir. Yeah. And I'm going to go backwards too, not quite as far as Terry, but back before the break when we were on Zoom. I've often wondered this, when I joined Zoom meetings, and this has happened with this one each and every time, and then you know, I do several other ones on, with some regularity, there's always seems to be a link in the email that I'm sent that says join, group, or join Zoom meeting, and you flick to the right, and then there's a link. And I tap on the link. It takes me to, sometimes it takes me to Safari, where Safari asks me if it wants, if I'm okay with transferring me to another URL and I tap okay. And then it says join with internet audio. It gives me a choice of audio, whether to, to dial in or I think it's, it used to be join with internet audio. And now I think it reads like tonight it read cellular or Wi-Fi connection. And I tapped on it and I immediately entered the, the meeting without any meeting ID. So I'm wondering, how many of us are actually having to type in meeting IDs and do more login information when joining meetings than merely tapping that one link one time? Okay. This is Elisa. Elisa, go ahead. So I did see the new change that you mentioned in Zoom, and I don't have to type in any passcodes. It's very often yeah. that we do. It's like for one of my other meetings, I have to, but it's very often that I have to. But I do see that. Do you want to join with Wi-Fi or cellular network? Or mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I've seen that. You often see a lot of um, access phone numbers, you know, depending on where you might be in the country. I just skip through those until I find the the invitation that says join Zoom meeting, flick once, and there's your link and tap on in. And it takes you literally right into the meeting without having to enter any other login IDs, meeting IDs, anything like that. So I'm wondering how many people are are not aware of that, Stephen. I was just wanted okay. to kind of bring that to their attention. Yeah, that's great, Pete. I appreciate it. Anybody else have a comment on that or have experienced that? This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. I was just going to say, I always do one-touch mobile. So when I do the one-touch mobile link, you know, it always just takes me to um, select if I wanted to use internet mm-hmm. uh, or the or a dial-in number. And the only thing that changed now is it says internet or uh, cell service. Yeah. But I do believe that you can go into your profile settings and say that when you log into Zoom, you always use um, internet dial. So it may bypass that secondary. Oh, okay ask you good yeah but i hear people saying well i have to you know copy or somehow type in that meeting id as a secondary kind of a login and it just seems unnecessary so just wanted to bring that up so you thanks. all right you bet pete thanks so this much we appreciate it keith uh, is this on this question or a new question yes. okay yes. go ahead oh uh, one more thing if you go into the zoom app and go to settings you can uh I believe it's under general. Uh, you can go to auto connect. It will, you can set whether, how you want it to connect your, your audio using the Wi-Fi or the internet. That way that, that alert does not uh, appear every time that you cool. you log in, but it's uh, in the settings there at the bottom right, the bottom right tab. And then the I believe it's under general. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Thanks, Pete. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your question. Moving right along. Anybody have a new topic that hasn't had a chance to chime in as a new question? This is Shri. I've got a question. Okay. Let's see if anyone else has one, Shri, and then I'll, I'll come back to you. Sounds good. Anyone else has a problem need solving? Okay, Lisa, uh, if you can eliminate your background noise, go ahead with your question. There you go. Hold on. Okay. All right. We'll come back to you, Elisa. Anyone else have a question? Okay, Shree, go ahead. Herbie. Oh, go ahead, Herbie, and then Shree, I will. So, just a real quick question: Has anybody had experience doing the airdrop sharing of a password um, in Keychain? Because I was trying to send a password to Chanel earlier and she didn't get the airdrop notification. So I was just wondering if anybody had any experience had ever uh, done that. Airdrop password sharing? Yep, in Keychain. If you go to password, you know, I think there's a share option and then you can only do it by airdrop from what I can tell. Okay. But she didn't get the notification, so I just had to give it to her verbally. But, you know, I just wondered if anybody else had had any experience trying that so okay anyone can help herbie out with that maybe a couple people in here that uses keychain probably a good sandia question oh brad Brad? go ahead brad i have i have never been able to get that password exchange thing to work i've i've often wondered i mean i've tried it with my wife and i've 
often wondered, it, it says you've got to be in each other's contacts. And I've always suspected that she has me in her contacts differently from the way that I have myself in my own contacts and vice versa. So I've always said, that's why it doesn't work. Okay, because we both share each other's contact card and... Yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, like the yeah, I had to be like literally in the same room just to get Chanel's phone to even show up. Yeah. But okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Then. Okay, well, maybe that's it. You got, you did get the phone to show up though, but you weren't able. to. I got the phone to show up, but she did not get the notification that yeah. I was, you know, trying to send her the password. I don't so. know. I've never. I don't have to use it that often, and yeah, it's something I, I just. I've tried just to put do a password in a myself. text message and sent it to her. Yeah, if I needed to do it, but you okay. know. Anyway, Pete? I haven't had any luck with it either. Go ahead, right. Pete. Uh, Herbie, I wonder if you've tried other AirDrop without the password. If it works on the normal AirDrop. Yeah, I've done other AirDrops before. It's not my favorite feature on the iPhone, to be honest with you. Like I, sometimes I've gotten contact cards via AirDrop, and then they disappear when I try to import them. But you know, we get and when I have done AirDrop, you know, you know, whoever is doing it, if I'm doing it or the other person, you know, we do get that little. Notification, but I think thing, yeah. keychains press they make it so secure yeah. that there's something yeah. we're missing somewhere. So, yeah, sounds like it. Okay, well, okay, right. it just me. So, like, I'm just curious, Herbie, the um, the airdrop, the password sharing it, is that something that has been there since the beginning of keychain, or is it something just a more recent feature? I want to say it has been, but I mean, to be fair, you know, the, today was the first time I'd even ever tried sharing a password. No. Um, but uh, I think it has been there for, as I, I want to say it has been, it, it's always been there. So. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. All right. Anyone yeah. else have a comment on that before we move on to the next topic? Okay, Shree, go ahead with your question, sir. All right, so I've got an AirTag question and my question is referred to stocking. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find an article or if anybody knows if the tag is used for stocking purposes, how quickly does that person get notified that there's a tag on them? I, I, don't, I can't seem to find a good answer and I'm trying to explain this to my kid. Oh boy. So, okay. AirTag stocking, not stalking, but stocking, right? No, no, no. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Uh, Anybody have a, uh, can help out Shree with that? I bet that's really, a Sandia question. And, and uh, really the question I'm asking is like, how long will it take for her to get notified that there is somebody put a tag on her? Okay. Herbie, Herbie, did you have something on that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would hope if somebody put a tag on you, you would notice it. I mean, I know. I guess they're really small, but you know, if somebody's. You, 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 I mean, I, I, I guess. I mean, I've never encountered this. I've heard thieves or whatever can be pretty light fingered. So, but I've always wondered. Yeah. Okay, like, is a blind? I don't know if your daughter is blind or not, but for me personally, I've wondered: is a blind person with that even be a factor? But we could be going down paths here that we don't need to be going down. So that's yeah. fine. Exactly. Um, but getting back to the original question is. I don't, I mean, I'm trying, I know there's some articles that have talked about concerns over stocking, but I mean, these air tags are so new that, and there's already some changes with the 14.6 developer beta. Um, and 
what not i guess just i i, I don't know if there i mean i think the only thing you could really i i don't have a i don't know if anybody would even have an answer on this yet without this is brad trying it out go ahead brad there's been some articles on apple insider about this topic i cannot remember the interval or how long it takes but um, according to the articles I've read, you do get a notice that says that an AirTag that does not belong to you or is not part of your Apple ID is traveling with you. And I cannot remember the interval, but if you go to Apple Insider and look for it or do an internet search on it, but uh, you'll probably find them. Um, one of the negatives of it was that the notification pops up and then you know, is it real noticeable and goes away and doesn't come back? I'm not sure if it shows up. You would think it would show up in your notification center. Um, but that was one of the problems they talked about with it. Um, another one they talked about was it can also, if it's not with the person who it belongs to, it may after three days start doing a little chirping thing. But my understanding is that doesn't last very long either. But um, this like is I said, there's been some articles on this. I'd search for it. Okay. Uh, Terry, go ahead. I thought last uh, Monday, Sandia said that, that they weren't, that Apple was not allowing that. And there was some, something to do with, um, you know, if if a air tag was going to be on somebody else, uh, there was some kind of a passcode that I, something interfered with the ability for that to be used to stalk somebody because they they were concerned about that very thing. Well, this is Shri. Go ahead, Shri. You know, the way I'm looking at this is um, I'm just thinking out loud here if we're in the very busy day if i'm in the metro station and i'm with a bunch of other people my phone is not going to start picking tags that somebody else has because otherwise my phone is going to pick up 50 different tags around me this, the system has to figure something out to say okay there's some obscure thing is occurring with a tag around you and i just can't figure this out now if they say three days you know that's Somebody already knows where you live. It's three days takes you to find out. I have not found any article that says, okay, in 15, sec 15 minutes, the thing is going to go off. I, I'm trying to get a, is he, I agree. I, I haven't got a good answer. And I'm just letting my daughter know, you got to be careful that back. Hmm. Okay. Any other comments or suggestions for Sheree? <clears throat> This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. One thing I could definitely recommend, though, is don't, you know, have try to avoid wearing anything that would have like open pockets because the air tags, unlike some, I think the tiles, it's different, but the air tags, <clears throat> it's my understanding you need something else to attach them to if you want them to stick to anything. So the only way I think you could probably easily get them visibly tracked is if you could, somebody could put them into like an open pocket or whatever. Um, so obviously if they have an accessory that's going to stick to you, that might make it a little bit more noticeable. So one thing I think I would do is have closed pockets, you know, don't have any open purses, anything like that. And that at least it won't maybe eliminate it, but it'll certainly make you a harder target. 
um, at least for a random thing and always guard if you have to open your purse or bag for anything you know always make sure you're standing over over the open area always you know keeping a watch and on or an arm inside or something so that somebody can't see sneak something past you so just because kind of i think like some basic precautions like that would help yeah this is Shree. i'm sorry last thing i'll Go say ahead. I'm not, I'm more concerned about like, you know, somebody sticking a tag on a car that she has like no idea that somebody did. You know, it's not something that's really, it may not be just on her purse or anything. It's just, you know, this is something that as a parent, I'm, I'm not seeing a good answer for, for a device that doesn't tell us right away that there's something following you. Mm. You know, that's what I'm trying to, trying to understand. And I, you know, I've got a teenage, I mean, I have a young adult daughter that's, you know, she's going to be in an environment that people could put something that she has no yeah. idea and not yeah. know. it. That's very true. And that, that's a, a, certainly a legitimate concern. That was it. Thank you. All right. Any other observations before we move on to the next question? Well, this, this is, is Keith. Uh, oh, Keith, sorry. go ahead. I was going to say, uh, this has to do with AirTag accessories. I'm having a little buyer's remorse. I uh, purchased a nice AirTag leather keychain thinking, oh, it's it's a much, it's a higher price than the Belkin. Um, so it's got to be great quality. And when I received it, it's it's basically the metal key ring with a little bitty leather strap to the loop that holds the air tag. So I'm thinking, you know, everybody you probably will save $20 by getting the Belkin and get pretty much the same thing. Okay. All right. Anybody have an observation on that? This is Brad. This? Uh, Brad, go ahead. Yeah, I got one of those too. It's a nice little leather keychain, but definitely uh not worth whatever $35 that I paid for it and you wow know, the little Belkin plastic ring is for like 14 bucks is overpriced too but that would certainly be a lot easier to put on the key ring I already have and it looks like it would even more securely hold the air tag uh, a simple search on Amazon shows that there are now all kinds of third-party accessories that are available for uh, much lower prices than anything right. Apple has for sale. So thirty-five bucks for that? Yeah, I think it was thirty-four ninety-nine. I don't know. I admit, it, I bit whatever. I ordered it when I ordered my air tag. This it's a nice little keychain, but you know, doesn't really look to me like it holds the thing. I haven't used it yet because um, I was debating on giving it to my wife or not. But anyway, it doesn't really look like it's going to hold that air tag all that securely either. This okay. is Shree. Shree, uh, one more comment, and then we'll move on to the next question. Go ahead. So, so this is a question for Brad and Keith. Uh, now, I've read that you can't even the, the loop, that you had to put it through a, a separate loop. Is that correct? That's this is what Keith. I got. Go ahead, Keith. So yeah. the one I, I, I got the actual keychain that's uh, listed under accessories as a air tag leather keychain. It is a the the regular metal loop that you would find on a key ring, and it has a leather strap going from that to the circle uh, piece that would hold the air tag. So it is a keychain, 
And I, I was just thinking for 30 something dollars, it would be a little more substantial, but uh, it's pretty basic. Yeah, this is Brad. Glad, Brad. Yeah, like he said, it's got a nice little metal ring. And then it's got like a little leather key fob with a ring in it to put the air tag. And it's not similar. It's very similar to something you might buy at your automotive parts store that might have a where the air tag would go. It might have a Ford or a BMW emblem, you know, the kind that has been around for many, many years. And in this case, it's got a an empty hole, a ring where you would insert the air tag. Hmm. Um, it's a nice, nice keychain. It's probably worth nine ninety nine. I don't know. It's certainly not. <laughs> I don't, but you know, yes. typical Apple, uh, the little holder costs more than the device you bought for it to hold. So, uh, you know, even at nine ninety nine, you're probably making four dollars off of it. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> probably a huge margin on this device. So, whatever, I don't know. It is what Pete, it is. Uh, Pete, go ahead. Uh, I just took a quick trip over to Safari uh, after Sri's question and, and tried to search Apple Insider. Uh, to see if there was a time element mentioned. The only one I see is a three-day alarm starts when an air tag goes out of the range of the owner. So once uh, somebody tags your child and you know it goes out of the phone range, then there's a three-day alarm, which is, seems pretty pretty uh, excessive to me. Yeah, is, I don't know. Is... I don't know where the alarm sounds, and they say that's problematic for. Uh, home abuse, household spousal abuse, because, you know, the offending spouse often comes home at the end of the day and can just reset it. And uh, uh, the alarm doesn't sound. Hmm. So I guess the tag itself would sound on your, on your daughter's purse or backpack or belt loop or whatever it would be. Three. But uh, <laughs> there was an Apple Insider article that I could not get to with Safari. So uh, this is it seemed like there would be a little bit more there. Okay, we let's we want to move on to another question, uh, Brad, okay, and then Herbie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. one thing, you Brad, know, let Brad go first, Herbie, oh, and then, oh, then I'll okay. get to you. Okay. Go yeah, ahead, the, Brad. the 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 three day thing is when you have lost when when one of your own Air Tags has been out of range of your iPhone for three consecutive days, it will start to make a chirp, and that's to alert the owner of the Air Tag. That the that their air tag is is you know missing. What chirps as far the, uh, as tag stock, the chat the tag itself chirps and it's pretty lame. Yeah. It doesn't See, really that do would much clue now. clue three's daughter though, wouldn't it? No. Oh yeah, maybe. But the alert I was talking about in the article I read, and I was sitting here searching Apple mm. Insider for it, is when an air tag has been traveling with you. Right. for a certain period of time and i'm trying to figure out what that period of time is an alert will pop up on 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 you know the like the daughter's iphone right that would alert her that an air tag that does not belong to her is traveling with her yeah so okay yeah that's what in i'm that looking article for. i couldn't get to yeah and, okay and that Good. that system is also kind of inadequate all right, yeah. final comment from Herbie, and then we need to yeah, move on so, to the next question. Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. Something, a conversation's coming back to me the other day. So, um, Club Applevis, I was asking about how would the air tags be useful for tracking luggage? And one thing Anonymous, uh, Thomas Donville had said that he noticed is that 
the pre precision finding is not that accurate when the AirTag is in motion. So it occurred to me that if the AirTag was actually attached to a car, it would be more effective at tracking the car, not the per it would A, track the car, it wouldn't be able to track the car until she stopped moving, which, you know, I guess that would happen at a traffic light. And, you know, but it would only tell the person the location of the car, not, you know, but if she got out of the car by the time he gets, or they get the location again, um, that might be, um, it may not be that effective to use the air tag on a car, plus depending on where you put it on the car, if it's a melts an expensive uh, leather keychain thing, well, bye-bye AirTag anyway. But, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just as an example, because you're going to need some kind of holder for it, because the AirTag itself, from my understanding, doesn't have an adhesive. But, I mean, I would think this would be a problem even going back to, you know, just even with Tile. And my last quick thought is, though, uh, for Shri and anybody, it's something that you may want to call Apple and voice your concerns about to their customer service, because hearing that type of feedback could really help accelerate figuring out how to solve these type of problems before somebody does get hurt. All this right. is you know, let's, well, yeah, we need to move on, Sheree, because we've got about 15 minutes left. So I want to say been uh, a great I, discussion though. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick. I, did have, I had a massive argument with Apple about this today because they could not even tell me the right answer. Hmm. And that's yeah. why I asked. I must admit, this was something I hadn't even thought about. I, I kind of wish Sandia was here. She would certainly, I'm sure have weighing in on it since she got some air tags too. So it's all over the media. Yeah. All right. Great discussion guys. Okay. Elisa, you know, you were trying to ask your question earlier. Go ahead. So does anybody or has anybody seen, has anybody heard like what are the colors for the new iPhone 13 coming out and what are, what are we going to expect? I mean, is it Probably not. Sorry. Mark speaking. Go ahead. Better Mark. features. Probably not till September, Lisa, because they don't usually come out with the full new model until then. Okay. So, like, they won't even kind of come out for WWDC. They might talk about it more and stuff like that in June, but I don't expect new iPhone models until September. Okay. Anybody else? Keith. Wayne, Keith, go ahead. Did I see somewhere where the iPhone 12 is coming out in purple? Yes, you did. Yes, it is. You are correct. Purple Lisa, iPhone 12. Correct, go go ahead, Elisa. This is correct. I heard about it too, Keith. This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. Um, I did go to the store. Um, my wife did see the purple. Uh, the purple is not going to be available in the Pro Series. Okay. Anybody else about the 13 or, or the 12? All right. Good question, Lisa. Okay, next topic. Next question. Anybody have something new? This is Jody. Hi, Jody. Go ahead. Hi. I missed the beginning of the meeting because I had a board meeting tonight. And I, I, I love coming to Monday nights. Well, we yeah, love but, having uh, you. Oh, thank you. Um, can I ask a clubhouse question? Sure. Okay. I just joined Clubhouse this week. I love it. And I found where when you go to a person, you can uh, be notified if they're on sometimes, always, or never. Um, but I'm looking at clubs and how do you turn on notifications for clubs, specifically iBug? Ah, good question. Turning on notifications for clubs in Clubhouse. Anybody want to weigh in on that? 
Well, there is the new RSS. Mark speaking. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Um, there is uh, the new RSVP feature in clubs. So if you click on a club and you go into it and there's an event upcoming and you click on that event, it will ask you if you want to RSVP. Now, to the best of my understanding, that's for you to assure notifications that you will receive prior to the event. That's what you have to do. It says its default is not attending, but you double tap on not attending and it will tell you that you're attending that event. Oh, so, good. Thank you. So you go to the club and you look for event. Yeah, you go to the club, you go to upcoming events and pick the event you're interested in. Tap on that. It will say what the event is about. There will be an RSVP button that says not attending. You double tap on the not attending and it changes it to attending. Great. Thank you. And that's all you have to do. And then supposedly it will let you know. You could also put it in your calendar, but that's an extra step that they, you can do, but it's not necessary. And one thing right. I okay. did discover, one thing I did discover about that don't put it in your calendar as a recurring event because the uh, particular URL only works for that event that it links your calendar to. And if you're going to next week's Irish pub, it won't work. So mm -hmm. uh, just keep that in mind. Okay. Thank you. And I do go this to the is... Irish pub too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith, go ahead. Is, I was going to say another fail safe. You can always, if you know one of the moderators, say like iBug, if you do the same notification for Michael himself, then you would be uh, notified when, when oh, that's Michael. That's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Very good. Thanks, Jody. Good question. And it actually occurred to me when you asked the question, uh, we've been devoting about 15 minutes during the second half or so to clubhouse questions and I just realized we hadn't been doing that. So are there any other clubhouse questions? If not, we can move back to regular iOS topics. This regular programming. Go ahead, Keith. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Jason. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I would Sorry. like to make a clubhouse comment. One thing that occurred to me this week that I would like to see, and maybe we all can write in, I would like to see in the hallway when a broom is, was actually started. If it was started at seven o'clock and I'm going in at eight thirty, I would like to know that hey, it's already been in session for an hour and a half. You know, it, it would be nice to know the time that it has been open. Yeah, how long the room's been in progress for you, mean Keith? Like, yeah, 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 something like that. Cool. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Somebody actually suggested yesterday, just in passing in the town hall, that they'd like to know when they see a room and they click, before they click on a room, it's to know who of their followers is in that room, if there's anybody. So that was a good suggestion. And mm -hmm. by the way, the email address has changed to uh, support at Clubhouse, forget the join, support at clubhouse.com. Ah, okay. That's okay. good to know. Yeah. Support at clubhouse.com. .com. Yes, sir. Pete, okay. uh, Pete go ahead. On Clubhouse, uh, uh, the, uh, the newest update does have the, the number of attendees back on the title of the room in your, in your hallway. 
don't know if anybody noticed that. Oh, had yes, that been missing fixed, in a previous yes, one? Or? Yes, it was. They busted it a week ago Sunday, and they fixed it on Friday. Yeah. Okay. So it now tells you the moderators and the 15, 20 emojis that they have lined up there. They're annoying. Yes, they and then are. It, then it will tell you the number of participants, number of speakers, number of moderators, and then the number of attendees. Like this is Mark speaking uh, with a question. Go ahead, Mark. Clubhouse question. I'm under the impression that in the bulletin, they've sort of tried to fix a little bit your events for me so that it's easier to scroll through them, but I haven't optimized to the best of my ability how to do that, but it seems to be somewhat easier to get more events as you scroll up with the, you get to the, the bottom and then you take the one finger and from the bottom of the screen and slide up and you will get the next bunch of events and it seems to be more cooperative. I wonder if anybody has noticed that with the bulletin. All right, very good. Any other questions or comments about Clubhouse? This is Hal. Hi, Hal, go ahead. Hi, Steve, everybody. Um, I just have a, a, a positive comment to make, but when you're in a room and you're not sure who the speaker is, if you two-finger double tap, that, that's a very good way to find out who's talking. I'm very, very pleased that they implemented that. Yes, good point, very good point. Okay, well, thank for, you, Hal. For anybody, ahead, Mark. Mark, Mark speaking, sorry. Um, for anybody, I'm using Clubhouse protocol instead of iBug <laughs> protocol. Know. It gets confusing after a while. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, one thing about that is you have to be down, not at the, the top where it says who the moderators are, but when down either in the list of speakers or down at the bottom of the participants in the room for that function to speak. If two people end up talking at the same time, it will sometimes say Keith and Mark are, are speaking. Uh, sometimes it gets out of focus and it may not work. So you just have to play around with it, be a little bit patient with it. This is Mark and I'm done speaking. All right. Thanks, Mark. Anybody else on Clubhouse with questions? Alisa, Alisa go ahead. So have y'all noticed in the hallway, whenever you used to go into a room, it would say how many people are speaking. They took that away, didn't they? Or am I wrong? Hmm. Mark, no, Mark. Go ahead. Mark. That's what I just mentioned, Stephen. Yeah, that is. Pete just got through mentioning that. Uh, this is Pete. Go ahead and clarify for her, though, Pete. <laughs> this is Pete speaking. Uh, sorry, Mark. And Alisa, <laughs> okay. uh, that, that I just mentioned that has changed with the latest update to the clubhouse app now they have the numbers of people attending uh, each of the meetings back on the on the title in your uh, hallway now is that something that was broken in when 14.5 first came out or was yes. it before that? Uh, no no this was in clubhouse as it was broken in the hallway that was yeah, one of the things that didn't work a week ago okay. yeah yeah and then friday they fixed that as well okay what this is at least okay hold on alisa go ahead uh, this is Elisa. I have not seen that. Maybe I got to go into more rooms to see that now. <laughs> What's in your hallway when you first open the app and you have the Explorers yeah, button? Yeah, I, I haven't top. seen that. Then you need to get the updated app from your app store in your. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you know you have the latest update from uh, Clubhouse, Elisa? Mm, yes, the one that recently just came out. I haven't checked for any more updates. Yeah, today. It today there was uh, today. another one. Yeah. 
and it changes. So now when you see a room, like you'll see iBug and you'll see Michael's name and whoever and the whatever emojis, then at the very end, it will list the names of the moderators, the names of the speakers and the name of the, the number of attendees, just like it used to. Yeah, but it, it did go for one. about a week. It went for about a week without those numbers. So that's what you're thinking of, Elisa. Okay. But yeah. they fixed it. This is Herbie. All right, Herbie, go ahead. Just real quick, um, for those of you that have not heard, um, our Android friends can now download Clubhouse in the United States. So if you uh, know anybody that uses Android, make sure that they've heard the news. So That's right. So maybe on the Android Insights, you can start taking Android Clubhouse questions. All right, anyone else with a Clubhouse question? We've got about five minutes left for the call, and we can take some Clubhouse questions or some other topics. Go ahead. Who is speaking? This is Shree. Shree, go ahead. Uh, do you guys know if any new accessibility features got turned on with the latest update? Not today, Tree. Just the privacy update. That's all they did, and the pup and the and the poop on Android. I don't know why they put it in our app, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was actually with Paul's signature at the end of the update. It's kind of cute. That is interesting. Okay. Anybody else with Clubhouse? All right. Well, in the short time that we have left. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Nikki. I couldn't oh. unmute myself. Oh, go ahead, Nikki. Yeah, go right ahead. Um, when is there going to be another one? Because a friend of mine um, from from the CCB, San Francisco chapter, has trouble. Um, she has trouble. She's just joined and she has trouble getting rid of some of the people that she followed by accident. Or she said it looked as if she had already had a lot of people to follow that she didn't want to follow and that it was really hard for her to go through all that list. And she wondered if there was an easier way to do it. But, but the main thing is, are you having another group talk about directions and, and how to deal with Clubhouse? Because I can make sure she gets that link and comes to that program. Okay. Anybody have a comment on that? This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Well, first of all, you can just go to each profile and look for the unfollow button. But we do have our mini buzz tomorrow on Clubhouse from 5 to 6 Central Time. And we do take uh, Clubhouse questions the last 15 minutes of that. So if she joins that, then uh, she could ask her question there. Okay, okay. great. Okay, yep. I'll let her know. Thank you very much. You bet. Thank you, Nikki. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. A couple of minutes left. Time for maybe one more quick question before we leave tonight. Anybody have a question? Or a new topic? If not, I have a quick one. Um, I mentioned this on Saturday at the um, iBug Cafe, but I thought I'd bring it up. When I'm in uh, uh, watching Netflix mainly, I think it also happens with Prime, but a lot of Netflix, and watching a foreign show, a show that's been produced somewhere else, like in Spain or France, it seems like there is only one choice of audio description, and that is in that language from that country, like Spanish or French. Is there, are they only producing, if their shows are produced from somewhere else, uh, are they only producing it in that language, or am I just missing something? Is there a choice that I can have? Mark speaking. Go ahead, uh -huh. Mark. I think it has to do with, if it came out of that country, it has something to do with licensing regulations. And they has to be licensed 
to a provider of audio description from the producer, from the originator of the production. So if they're not doing it for English or if uh, Netflix is not arranging for it, that's, that's the issue. I've ran into some French movies like being in Quebec and they, they, can, they have to translate movies into French from English in Quebec but they don't have to do it the other way. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I, I had a feeling that was kind of the, the prevailing <laughs> answer, um, which I guess, you know, if, if they're in that country, like, well, we shouldn't have to produce it in English, just in our own language. Right. But I just wanted to make sure I, I wasn't missing something. Sometimes you might get lucky, though. You might yeah. get lucky, depending upon the movie. Always pays to look, just yep. to make sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's good. Well, thank you, everyone. We have reached the end of our call. So mm -hmm. I want to thank everybody for coming. Mark, thank you so much for working with me tonight. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a blast. I've had a blast and it always is when we participate in these events. So we'll see you tomorrow night. That's right. Yep. Tomorrow night. Don't forget the mini buzz on Clubhouse. That's from 5 to 6 p.m. Central. Thursday is the Vila Book Club. Friday night at the iBug Virtual Movies. Don't forget you have 11 days left to uh, enter for that uh, Apple Series 6 Apple Watch. So thank you all again for joining us. Have a great night, and we will see you next time. Stephen, before we stop recording, I have a quick – I was trying to get on mute on Clubhouse. If you go to your following – if you go to your profile and find following, tap on that and it, go down the list. It will list your – the uh, club that you're a member of, then below that, it will list each of you, of the people that you are following and it will give their profile picture, the name, and then it will say unfollow. So you can go through there and then unfollow a lot quicker than going to each individual profile. Ah, great. Yeah, okay. great point. Thank you.